With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Book of Joe podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello again, and welcome back to the Book of Joe podcast, the most interesting baseball and then some podcasts on your internet. And Joe, before we get to our special guest, of course, I'm Tom Verducci. This is Joe Madden, my buddy. And Joe, before we get to our special guest, I got to ask you about your golf game because basically you're hitting the PGA Tour soon. You got a big event coming up. Tell me about it. Yeah, I'm very nervous, actually. Um, Heading down to Tampa later today. Uh, I'm going to be there for almost 10 days. And yes, um, the Valspar. I was invited to participate in the Pro-Am component of this. So yeah, I was out hitting a bucket yesterday. Played all week in Long Beach. Played in the sleet last week at uh, Skylinks. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to really perfect the turn, uh, which totally maximizes uh, distance and accuracy. So I'm into all of this. I'm looking forward to getting a couple tips. But dude, I got that one. I got... Um, Whisper Rock the next week with my neighbor, John Davidson. Then I go uh, to California for Wally Joyner's uh, tournament out there. And then eventually Joe Namitz in, in Florida. So uh, a little, little not, not really nerve-wracking. I'm really eager and excited about it. It's, it's kind of cool. It's something I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I hope they have very large galleries there at the Valspar, Joe. <laughs> Put some more pressure on you. I'm okay with that. Just so they have to, they're not a duck, you know. They just gotta, <laughs> although, you know, it's, it's, I'm looking forward to that. I think it forces you to focus or concentrate more. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Now, our special guest, welcome, Sean Purdy. Now, you probably don't know him from his days in the Angels, Giants, Braves organizations, eight minor league seasons as a, as a pitcher with a really good record, we'll get to. Uh, but more recently, and a lot of TV time as well, Sean. Got really kind of famous for being Brock Purdy's dad. Of course, Brock had that tremendous run with the San Francisco Giants, brought them all the way to the NFC Championship game. 
Uh, Sean, welcome. First of all, you got to tell us how your son is doing because the last we saw of him, he took a pretty bad hit against the Eagles, and I know he was headed for surgery. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, he's doing good. Uh, he's just been uh, rehabbing prior to surgery. You know, they just wanted things to calm down, and and Doctor Meister is uh, is who we're using, and he's he's just very cautious. So um, uh, that'll be happening this Friday, and um, got a great rehab therapist uh, that we're going to. And after Friday, we'll get things rolling and get them healthy. Hey, Joe, please tell me, please tell me you didn't release Sean Purdy because we've already had one guest no. on the show, Kenny Grant. No. Who you let go out of the Angels organization? So please tell me your fingerprints were not on this one too. No, Purse was already. I was already in the big leagues. I went to the big leagues as a um, uh, ben, uh, excuse me bullpen coach with Marcel Lashman, and and Sean was still turning it up with the Angels. Uh, actually, uh, it, it, his career really took off once he did leave the Angels. Although I do want to mention something. I didn't even wasn't even aware of this because I was looking up your numbers today. Do you realize how many innings you pitched in rookie ball with Koch in Boise? Yeah. Right. That was, that was awesome. I mean, this never happens. He had, uh, where was it? 95 innings pitched in a half season in Boise coming out of Miami. That would never zero possibility of that happening today. And then it goes right and follows that up in the next year with 168 in Palm Springs. Again, 13 and eight record in Palm Springs, eight and four in uh, Boise. And the thing that really stands up for is like your overall record, 58 and 37, equals winner you're you're a winner you were a winning player and and there's a, such a strong uh correlation to with your son has been doing because obviously being drafted last there was a lot of people that had passed on him but you it's really hard to understand or, or evaluate heart desire and those guys that are just winners so talk about that a little bit because absolutely brock has uh received that gene chip from you well first I, i'll go back to the Boise with Kochman, um, several times yeah. he came to take me out and I wouldn't come out. So <laughs> he's like, give me the ball. And I'm like, no, I, I got this. So, um, that's how I bought a few extra innings there. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, both Brock and I, um, you know, we weren't blessed with uh six foot four height or whatever. So you just had to get the most out of your body um, so, you know, you got to be technically sound and so on. And, um, you know, your preparation has to be at a whole nother level. Um, cause you know, a lot of people get away with just raw talent. And, um, so, you know, the, both of us, uh, also, you know, you just, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I got drafted in the 16th round, um, back then, I don't know, there was 60 and, uh, you know, you just, you had something you wanted to prove. And, and mostly to yourself, you know, and um, I just felt like I'm 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 going to leave on my terms. I'm proud to say I never got released. Um, so I just uh, every game was a big game and you felt like it was your last. And, um, you know, you just always wanted to play with no regrets. Did you actually have this kind of conversation with Brock talking about your career and your your uh, personal philosophy on how to get this done because there there had been I don't I guess not maybe disappointment but being drafted last or he might have been expecting to go sooner than that was there any kind of like little uh, sit down talk you had with him to really uh, reassure him and and, and uh, draw the parallels between how you got to the point that you did um, and where it was going to take him in his uh, football career 
Um, no, I never really talked too much about my career. I just talked about uh, working hard and preparing yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, we would throw bullpens when we were younger. And if you can remember Howie Gershberg. Of course. I lived and died off of his mechanics. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, long bullpens with both boys. Well, they're like, you got to be kidding me. Aren't we done? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I think that carried over into um, everything that both boys do. And, um, you know, Brock won't do something. He's not done until he feels it's right. And um, so that's just, uh, you know, where, where his work ethic started and his determination. He's had it ever since he was little. And um, he doesn't like to lose. And so on his end of things, he's going to do everything he can to, um, you know, give his team what he can to win. Um, I was the same way. You know, if I lost, if we lost, I felt like it was my fault. I shouldn't have gave up that hit or even that ground ball. I felt like I should just get everybody out. And, um, you know, with that mindset, um, you know, it just uh, produces, I think, a winning, a winning attitude. Hey, Sean, Joe mentioned that, you know, once he left the Angels, signed out with the Giants, he had a really nice run for them, pitching his back end, the bullpens, putting up good numbers, getting the triple A. I mean, overall, your minor league career was outstanding, as Joe mentioned, career three, ERA under four. Did you think at one point there, especially with the Giants, you were on the doorstep of getting a call to get to the big leagues? Uh, there was uh, one time I was uh, – I started off rough. You know, um, in that season, uh, now I was in AAA, and um, we were in uh, Palm, we were in um, Colorado Springs, and I had a real good long stretch of scoreless innings, and I had learned to finally just let it go and quit hanging on. And um, the uh, Dick Tidro was in town, and and we're down in the bullpen, and and um, I had just thrown the night prior. And the guys were like, Perd, you're out of here, man. You know, the way you're pitching and this and that. And, and um, I remember getting goosebumps. And I'm like, man, you know what? They, they might be right. And um, boom, we get a big blockbuster trade. Wilson Alvarez, Danny Darwin. Um, there was somebody else in on it that came over from the White Sox. And then we sent a, a bunch of prospects over. And I was like, man. So, um I felt like I was close that time. Um, I could have been wrong. Uh, and then when I was with the Braves, I was doing really well. And a lot of guys were uh, um, getting hurt. You know, John Rocker went up. Rudy Sienez went up. And um, I think Kerry Leitenberg went down. And, and I was pitching against the Brewers. They were in Louisville. I had a good game. But I dropped down on a pitch. And I felt something. Um, kept pitching. And, uh, you know, the next day I was, I just left it alone and, and my agent called me and said, Hey man, there's rumblings of you going up. And, um, as I was walking by my pitching coach, uh, he was talking to a, another pitcher and he says, yeah, Purdy's out of here in a couple of days. And so I go down, I mean, I was like dizzy when I heard it because I was like, wow, man, this is the Braves, this is Maddox and Gladden, Glavin and Schmoltz were, you know, up there and, and uh, so as I'm at BP, I'm tossing balls in. And I'm like, man, this thing doesn't feel right. 
So the next night, um, they asked me to get up in the pen, and luckily I didn't go in. And I went and told the trainer, I said, hey, man, my elbow's not right. And uh, they flew me to Atlanta, got, you know, the needle in the elbow, and uh, tried rehabbing for a bit, and um, didn't take, and went in, had surgery, and had some bone spurs removed, and so on, and and uh, that was it. I was my elbow was fine. I just chose my business started taking off. I just chose to uh, you know be a big league dad, and um, you know start my business. Yeah, you said something there that's really fascinating, interesting, and something I've actually been pondering more recently. Um, your career kind of took off almost when you said, I'm just going to let it go. You almost relinquished control. Like in other words, mm. all those different thoughts, those mechanical thoughts that you had in your head before you threw the pitch, all that, that grinding tension filled kind of a delivery of the ball. You finally, and I, I, I agree with this. It takes time and there's, we all have our epiphanies at different moments, but when you almost like say, screw it, I'm giving up control, um, because we always want to be in control, but sometimes, weirdly, by by relinquishing control, you become even more in control. Is that kind of what you experienced? Absolutely. Um, you know, you're white knuckling that ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now it can't do what it needs to do. And when I, um, <laughs> you, who's the uh, Ken Revisa? My boy. He co- he comes to spring training. Yeah, he's telling all this stuff. I'm like. Yeah, get this long-haired guy out of here. I don't need this stuff. With the big nose. And uh, I hit a bad streak. And I'm like, all right, man, what was that dude talking about at spring training? And I really started using that stuff uh, more so when I was with the Giants. Mm-hmm. And I remember the game. Uh, I was in, uh, playing against the Rangers. And as almost I looked behind me, I'm like, who's throwing these pitches? Because <laughs> they're going where I want them to almost every every time. And that's when I bought in to inhale, exhale, let it go. Um, you know, me being a man of faith as well, I, I spiritually, I just let that thing go too. And um, I started becoming the pitcher um, that, that my mind wanted to be where the body was ready. It was just, you know, it was time to let the mind, you know, make its play. Everybody wants to do that. Everybody wants to be that guy, that tension-free player. Some do it naturally. We could talk about all the great players that we've been around, whether it's baseball, you've witnessed in football. They, there's, there's a natural ability about these guys that there's a, the, the best way to describe it is a tension-free approach to doing everything. And then there's that group that always looks like they're trying really hard. Right. You know, I was one of that. Ersty, I used to have this uh, conversation with Darren Erstad. We always uh, are accused of being hustlers and playing hard and trying hard because we're always grinding things out and we just don't have that ability to uh, be the tension-free player where things just happen naturally. It's almost like your arm's a whip as opposed to a chain of events. And I cannot agree with more, man. It's like uh, it, it, I'm saying all this because if kids are listening or coaches are listening, it's so important to be, be able to arrive at that point. And everybody wants to be Mr. Goodrich and arrive at a mechanical solution or conclusion. But the, it really comes to mentally, it's, it's, it's what you do with the mind, which is pretty much, as the season's in progress, the mental component of the game at least takes 75 to 80% of your success over as the season continues to get longer. So I uh, really appreciate you bringing that up. I know it just happened, but uh, you almost have to relinquish control to gain control. That's what, I'm, that's what I believe. If you prepare yourself, you know, to the highest level, 
And then the mental mm -hmm. part is ready to trust what you've done. Then you're going to do amazing things. Right on. That's well done. It reminds me of the most famous story I heard along those lines, guys. It involved a pitcher in the 60s for the Dodgers who was really wild. And one day he was pitching in a B game in Orlando where the Major League staff remained in Vero Beach for the main game. So he didn't have the Major League staff there. And he was talking with his catcher about taking a different approach. And as he put it, I took the grunt out of it in terms of his fastball. Right. And that was Sandy Koufax. And if you ask Sandy Koufax, he will flat out tell you, there was that one day where it just flipped for him. Yep. And taking the grunt out of the fastball is something that, man, that the way he described it, Sean, it, it brought me back to what you were just saying about your ease on the mounds. As George Brett says, don't try harder, try easier. Mm. Yep. And I didn't figure it out till the end. And unfortunately, you know, uh, you know, I have my elbow issue there and, um, but I had it, you know, and then I was really studying uh, Greg Maddox, man. And I'm just like, that's the way I should be doing it. And um, so I did take the grunt out and just started, you know, moving stuff around and changing speeds and, you know, just letting the ball go where it needed to. And um, yeah, you take the grunt out, you know, things change. Well, pitching is hard. We know that. I want to ask Sean what it's like being an NFL dad sitting in the stands watching your son play in the NFL. We will explore that topic when we get back on the Book of Joe podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Book of Joe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Book of Joe. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. So, Sean, being an NFL dad, I mean, we're all NFL fans, love watching the game, but <laughs> when your heart is entrenched in what's going on on that field, Tell me what it's like, especially that first game when Brock finally had a chance to play after starting the year as a third-string quarterback. Uh, understanding, of course, not only you love your son, but you know better than anybody all the work it took to get there. Yeah, well, first of all, there are no words. Everybody wants an answer, and I can't give it to them because even I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know. But the gut wrench compared to, to pitching and playing and all that is just – you can't even compare it, man, because – of seeing your son um, work so hard his whole life. I mean, this kid has been business. <laughs> you know, we, we would have Super Bowl um, parties, and while the other kids are outside playing, um, Brock's sitting on the coffee table watching the game, and uh, we're talking five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever, um, just watching and seeing what he would do, and so on, and and um, so. Just seeing how hard and how much he loves the game. See, see, he loves the game. Um, and uh, so um, as a dad, you see all that hard work that's been put in. And then to see it unfold is, uh, man, the, the euphoria of it is just unbelievable. And I'm just, you know, happy for him. It has nothing to do with mom and dad. And, and it's just, um, you know, happy for him and knowing uh, the uphill climb, you know, uh, you're not big enough, you're not this or that or whatever. And um, to see him never doubt himself and um, and stay faithful, um, just so exciting. I mean, that's that's like kind of, uh, hate to say, obvious to me because I know you, but uh, I watch it. Well, first of all, I didn't know even know it was your son. I mean, I'm, I'm golfing with uh, Daryl Scott and, and Brett Crane. We're at Whirlwind, and all of a sudden they said, Kernan, Kernan didn't even know that uh, – uh, he was the, he was Purdy's son, or Purdy's son. I said, wait a second, who? I didn't either. Who are we talking about here? Then he said, Brock. And I said, you got to be kidding me. And that's where this all started up because I didn't know. I didn't know it was your kid. Um, but then, but then I'm watching him play and remembering you. And it's it's it is a chip off the old block. It's a different game. Um, obviously, he's been able to get it rolling a little bit a little bit sooner than you did. But watching it again, overachieving in a sense. If that's even an accurate word, it's just that you you wanted it more badly or uh, more than some other people have or had, and he appears to be the same way. And uh, so once I got that context, I'm watching him with a different set of eyeballs because, again, you as a competitor, as a pitcher, we're not going to be denied. You eventually, with the Giants, kind of get to your uh, all of your abilities just based by not, not a physical adjustment but a mental adjustment with him. Does he really talk the mental game of football or is he more mechanically inclined or is it a combination? Does he balance it out? Well, how does that work with him? Um, the mechanic, the mental part, no, mm -hmm. because he's more advanced than I've ever been or will be. Mm -hmm. And um, so 
just more of, if anything, you know, if things didn't go his way or whatever, um, sharing with him that I understand how you're feeling right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and as far as, uh, his play, you know, just some decisions or whatever. But, uh, as far as the mental thing, um, goes, uh, there's a point where, um, I was able to let go (laughs) and, um, of him and, uh, you know, all that stuff is, you know, he does a better job than I ever did of put it in the trash and move forward. I'll tell you what, the game itself creates that. Football creates that. I did play a little bit. I did play when you're in college. But the beauty about football is the moment you get hit, you, you absolutely uh, jump into the present tense. There is no past. There's no future. It's present. And that's the beauty of that particular game. You could be like throw up sick before the game's ready to begin. You could be like confused. I'm like, remember all the stuff, my plays, my calls, my reads, whatever. But the moment, the moment you get smoked or just bumped or hit or whatever, that goes away. And all of a sudden you get back to like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at practice. Your training takes over. So that's, that is the beauty of the game. That's a once a week game. And I think uh, the fact that the game itself really creates or causes you to remain in the present tense is the beauty of that game too. Yeah, um, and the the beauty of football is when it's on, it's on. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's no in between innings or right. or or whatever. So yeah, he's always done a great job of um, just moving forward, and I've always been impressed with that. You know, um, it's so funny. We were watching some uh, his old. We had some old videos. You know, he's home, and we're watching some old flag football videos, <laughs> and and. Um, and, and after that year, after that season of, um, you know, kid, he's crying because the kid dropped it or this and that. And we're telling him, man, you can't cry, man. You got to pick these guys up and so on and so forth. And um, you just got to tell them once. And um, boom, that was it. He never showed emotion um, playing there forward in youth or high school or college, um, professional and I just admire him from that for that because um, I was very emotional um, up until probably my junior year in college when I I had a great game and my coach comes and puts his arm around me and and says, "Dude, when are you going to quit doing this and that?" I'm I'm thinking he's going to pump me, you know, because of the good game I just had, <laughs> and he knocked me down. And uh, from that day forward, man, I I showed no emotion. But um, once again, I developed later than my son, you know, where he was doing that a long time ago. Well, Sean, a lot of fans now are watching the NFL Combine. And as you know, everything gets measured there. But clearly, they missed something on Brock, right? A guy who at Iowa State started 46 games. I mean, that experience alone tells you something. Was a winner there. What do you think they missed on Brock? Um, it's just, you can't get wrapped up in the numbers, you know, it's so tempting, you know, in baseball, six foot four throws gas, but you know, how many strikes does this guy throw? How you know, does it give your team a chance? And, you know, and it applies, I guess, in all sports when bullets are flying, I just know that, um, it's okay. It's okay. How Brock's thing worked out. Um, because uh, it's it's been the norm for him, you know, college, you know, the, the recruiting came late and so on and so forth. And 
And I always felt that the NFL was going to unfold the same way. And, um, you know, for me, um, I wasn't surprised. All I wanted was him to get his foot in the door, and that's all he wanted. Everyone else that loves him and knows him, you know, they were wanting more. Um, but um, it's okay. And um, uh, so what did they miss? Um, I don't know. Uh, I know his test score, his cognitive test scores were really high, and, and those guys were all very aware of it. And um, so um, I just – whoever was that was going to take a chance on him for that – would be the team that was was best for Brock. And, um, you know, there's a lot of organizations in baseball that I really respected. And usually they're the ones that are, you know, in it all the time is they leave no stone unturned. And, um, you know, they look at different things, these organizations. And then in football, I really feel the Niners are one of those organizations. And, you know, they're always on the brink of, of making it. And they always come up with these guys, man. And, um, you know, back in the day when they were winning Super Bowls, you know, every year they'd still get a, an amazing, you know, even though they're picking last, they're still picking up an amazing running back and receiver and and, and so on. So um, I was just hoping for somebody like that. And when it was the Niners, I was like, wow, man, this is a great place to learn, you know, even if he doesn't stay there. And then it unfolded like it did. And it's just just an, just a blessing. I mean, again, you're talking about makeup, you're talking about character, the kind of things that are, they're really hard to measure. You, when you can't really put a math equation on something, it kind of, uh, it could kind of throw some people for a loop. Yeah. Um, that's where the old experienced scouts, I don't even know how the NFL scouted. I don't even know, um, you know, to what extent it's just all uh, data and numbers or is there actually dudes out there? I, I guess coaches really play a big part in that, right? With the, with the way they scouted today? Uh, well, Man, I don't know. All I know is, you know, there's coaches that know what they want and what they're looking for. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and then, you know, some guys are forced mm -hmm. um, at the higher ups above them that, you know, they really get wrapped up in numbers and so on. Yeah. And so, you know, you're just, you know, lucky enough to, to get guys that, you know, dig a little deeper. Well, yeah. And that's and I think that's a cultural thing. Uh, it just depends on who your boss is and the, the culture that's been established. And I would almost believe, like with the Niners, they've been kind of steady over the years, and uh, the way they're set up right now, they they have to have like a method that that goes deeper or beyond just uh, the the typical stuff that everybody else is using. Right. And you are looking for uh, you know the the Purdies of the world, guys that are under flying under the radar a little bit. I, I would almost bet with Brock, I having been a scout in the past, there's like the cool guys table. You know, there's the scouts, like, like this certain group of guys that are sitting at this one table. And even though you might say, God, I like that Purdy kid, but he's not sitting at the table. So I can't really put my stamp of approval on him. Right. That's always bothered me as a, as a baseball scout back in the day. Cause I would sit with all the scouts behind home plate and they would always talk about certain guys, but nobody was talking about Timmy salmon in the first round, which I could not believe. Right. I, I thought Fish was definitely a top 15 pick the year that we got him in the third round. That's just an example. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's, it's sometimes it, it creates a, a life form of its own where scouts started to talk. And, again, I'm not sure about the NFL, but I could talk about baseball back in the day. If you weren't at the cool guys table, you, you're gonna, you might get drafted. You will get drafted, but it's not going to be in the position that your talents really probably deserve based on the fact that not everybody's doing enough talking about you. Yeah, um, and Brock's never wanted to be talked about, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I've always respected that. And 
I he's like he likes the challenge, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he the high school he went to was sort of an upstart three, four, five years or whatever, and and um, you know we went to school out of boundary. We and um, the place we were at, they just won state one or two times, I think. And um, like, man, are you sure you want to do this? And he was like, you know, very humbly, he was like, no, nah, Dad, we'll go there and turn it around. I'm like, all right, man. And um, sure enough, you know, his junior year, he took him to the semis. And then his senior year, took him to the championship, um, you know, fell short by a touchdown. Um, and, uh, you know, hey, why is he going to Iowa State? And he's like, you know, I want to I want to see what we can do there, you know. And so he likes those challenges and um, he doesn't mind not being talked about. And um, uh, he likes to look back at that body of work and go, wow, man, look, look what we did. And so it just makes for, I think, a, a more satisfying story, um, you know, coming under the radar and, and then looking back and saying, hey, look what we did. It's a great story. Mr. Irrelevant to the NFC Championship mm. game. I can't wait for the yeah. Netflix movie that eventually is going to come out. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll finish up with our guest, Sean Purdy. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome back to the Book of Joe podcast. Our guest is Sean Purdy. We've talked a lot about your minor league career, Sean. And one of the things I looked at, and like like Brock, as you mentioned, not a big guy, didn't throw particularly hard. Um, but I'm sure you noticed guys get by you who made the major leagues by taking shortcuts. 
And that was the day back in the day where PEDs were not regulated and it became almost an accepted practice. I mean, I got to ask you as a guy who got two triple A and you had the numbers to be a major leaguer. What did you make of what was going on around professional baseball at that time? As far as PEDs, man, that didn't register with me until now. I'm like, oh, man, that guy, that guy. (laughs) And uh, it just it just didn't even come across my radar, man. Um, I didn't get wrapped up in it. I would, I would just, you know, there's a lot of politics in baseball, you know, and um, this guy knows that guy and that guy had that guy drafted or whatever. And it just works out the way it does. And, you know, I just kept grinding and hope I would, uh, you know, finally poke through and, um, you know, just, it didn't happen. But in the end, you know, it was when it, dawned on me who was on it and who wasn't (laughs) yeah i gotta ask you too we talked about you watching your son play what about when your son not only gets hurt in the nfc championship game but then he goes back into the game and he literally cannot throw the football Mm. and because there's no emergency quarterback available there's not a rule for the nfl in that situation he goes back into the game yeah and you know as a dad he's hurt Uh, what was that like watching that well, when he threw a pass, you know, that's because, so I tore my ligament 50%. And so I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to try to keep throwing where, you know, his was torn way more than that. And so when he went out and threw a short pass, man, um, wow. But I knew that we were going to see him again because I know that's him. He's going to try to figure some way somehow to get out and grind it out with his guys. I mean, Brock is the the most loyal player. It's just uh, very admirable. Um, and so when I saw him get back out there, I was hoping he wasn't going to throw. But, you know, he threw that one pass, man. And um, so uh, I could feel it with him because I know what that injury feels like. And um, so, you know, it was just unfortunate how it went because, uh, you know, I know how much he wanted those older players to, man, to take them to the Super Bowl. Man. Well, they were on their way, man, and who knows? I mean, that's just uh, an awful injury at inopportune time because he definitely had them on the right path. And I was looking forward to the whole thing, too, Um, and like you all were. I mean, Mm. that's really – as a parent to sit up there and watch all that has to be extremely difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's gut wrenching. Um, you know, we all say, we know it's part of the game or whatever, but you know, that was a, that was a tough pill to swallow. And, um, then in the end, knowing how, how much he wanted it for that staff and for the, for those players that have just almost been there before. And he wanted to be the guy to help give him that, you know? So um, that's what, you know, I hurt with him on that. And Sean, tell us about what you're up to these days besides watching your son play for the 49ers. I I know you have another son who's up and coming in the college ranks. Uh, Tell me a little bit about your business and then what keeps you busy these days. Well, this is my favorite time of year when it's not football because I get to relax. Um, but you know, then college does fire up, you know, spring ball and so on. And, and, uh, you know, Chubb has been, uh, unfortunate, uh, with a few surgeries. And so just getting him healthy, which, uh, he appears to be, 
and um, you know, so now it's you know, well, actually we're we're not having any time off because we're focusing on Brock getting him right, Chubba's getting healthy, and um, you know they're they're taking turns, um, and then you know I have my a hot tub business um, of twenty five years, so it's our busy season, so. Um, we're always busy, you know, summertime is usually when things cool off for us and we get to unplug a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, things will be, you know, we're going to be meeting, uh, Chubb in about a week in Florida and, um, he's got a QB coach there that, um, you know, Brock uses and he'll be training with him and we'll, we've always molded work with, uh, and turn them into vacations as well. So I'm from Florida, so we'll get to see a lot of family and stuff and um, be with Chubba and get some work in. And then, um, you know, Brock will be here. Uh, and, and Joe, he's rehabbing with uh, Keith Coker. So Oh, he is? Okay, yeah. cool. Awesome. So awesome. And it's funny how um, uh, Dr. Meister um, recommended uh, Keith and, um, you know, cause I had told Brock that and he was like, well, you know, I got my guy and I said, okay. And then, uh, Mr. Meister's like, I highly recommend this guy in, uh, Tempe. And I was like, he's the so, best. <laughs> he's Keith the is best. the best man. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, he's an Iowa, he's an Iowa boy too. I'm pretty that's sure. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's very nice. So yeah, he'll be, he'll be doing it. So we're, we're all over the place as usual. So it's, it's what we signed up for. Awesome. Okay. Sean, you, you ready to play a game here? Sure. We do this with all of our guests here. We call it a reading from the book of Joe. Because we feel like you could pick up our book and flip to any page and you're going to going to find something really interesting. So all you have to do is pick a number between 1 and 368 and Joe will read a passage out of that page. Let me have it. Okay, what number you got? Me? I'm going to pick 13, Brock's number. Number 13. Getting right to it. I, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, this is this is pretty much the famously when I was going to Midland, Texas, and I was not in a very good mood because I'd been passed over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it works perfectly. No pitcher wants to pitch in Midland, Texas. Although no. although you did say how well you pitched in Colorado Springs, which is really great too. Yeah. Uh, this was a, I was on this plane. I was really upset. I got passed over. Jeter got the job oh. as first base coach, and I was passed over. I was really upset. I was ready to quit. Babalu grabbed me, but that's before this when Babalu grabbed me. And how great was Babalu? The best ever. You're just you're busting right? out all kinds of things, man. I love it. Okay, I, I'll just go with this first paragraph right here. One day, Madden arrived in this dark mood at the Phoenix airport for a flight to Midland, Texas, home to the Angels Double A team in the Texas League. His mood only worsened when he found out he had been assigned to a middle seat, right? He boarded the flight and immediately affected the international do not disturb posture, putting on the foamed foam ear headphones of his portable cassette player, pressing play on the wild, the innocent and the East street shuffle from Springsteen crossing his arms and closing his eyes. A large man took the seat next to him on the aisle. Then a woman took the window seat on the other side, completing an unhappy sandwich. And then just paraphrasing after that, this lady just wanted to keep talking and I didn't want to talk. I just wanted to be moody and not talk to anybody, which I, you know me. I never was. Right. But finally, we're flying somewhere over uh, uh, near El Paso, I guess, on the way to Midland. And she leans over to me and she says, remember one thing, whatever you put out there comes back to you. So I did this. I did this with like the headphone. Uh, would you mind repeating that? And she said it one more time. And then I swear to God, from that moment on, my whole attitude changed because I had never been like that. 
So I got off the plane. I go to the ballpark in Midland. I, I start my work, and all of a sudden, I'm back to what I, who I had been. So it's just a serendipitous moment of sitting on an airplane, and this lady who just wanted to be talkative, and I did not, drops that one line on me that I still uh, think about today whenever I'm having a bad day. Remember one thing. Whatever you put out there comes back to you. And again, you're the kind of guy that really could would take something like that, a thought like that, and absolutely run with it. And I'm sure Brock is the same kind of cat also. Absolutely. Yep. That's some heavy stuff right there, man. And, um, you know, that's why Brock is very calculated. Um, I am too, um, because you want to be a good example. And, um, you know, that's it's very important that what goes out, it's coming back, man. So, uh, yeah, she gave you some good advice. That's 1990-whatever, two or three, whatever that was, 91. I don't even know, but uh, it sticks till today, Yeah, that, that little that little simple phrase. How great is it that Sean picked the passage out of the Texas League? Sean, you probably saw more of the Texas League than you, than you wanted to see. Uh, especially Midland, man. Wow. <laughs> um, but that just shows who you are, that you're humble enough to take that advice and to listen and for the Purdy family, you know, in your journey, I'm always like, you know, you know, I know him and Joe and the players love playing for him. He's a player's coach. And, you know, you're just different in the sense that, uh, you know, you do dig deep. And um, and and with that, you know, that proves that uh, you're humble enough to take some advice from a lady on an airplane. And that goes with anything in life is, you know, when I used to coach girls softball, you know, and I'd tell these dads, hey, tell me what you see or whatever. And they're like, what? You know, I, I don't know. I go, ah, but, you know, you know, you've learned, you know, I trust you. And so um, if you're willing to, you know, you filter out the good and the bad. It doesn't mean you have to take everybody's advice, but be humble enough to listen because something might stick and change your life, man. Right on, buddy. Right on. This whole explanation, this whole, uh, I don't know, 40 minutes almost, uh, just bouncing all over the place, talking to Sean about a variety of things, including his son, Brock, uh, explains why Brock is who he is um, and why he's uh, overachieved in a sense, why he's gone to the level that he has, why he's earned every step of the way, um, the, the the characteristics, the personality, the person um, being able to be drafted last, not letting that bother him and getting all the way to the championship game this last year. It's just, it's all here. Everything you're talking about, it's all here. These are the kind of things that are hard to evaluate um, and I think are the most important things to evaluate when you're attempting to, uh, if you really want to um, build a strong organization and get winning type guys in there, guys that really care, altruistic kind of players that are more about you than they're about themselves. Uh, so anyway, this, as we're just talking right now, I just wrote that little note um, explaining why he went from last to first, just this whole conversation. And I appreciate, Sean, how you've uh, described everything. You've done a great job with that. Thank you. Yeah, we just, um, you know, you, you, you want people to not give up, you know, when you see it. And, um, you know, Brock, when Tim Tebow won the Heisman, he goes, Dad, um, that's what I want to do. And that's how I want to do it. And, um, you know, with class and, uh, you know, he always admired how Timmy was a warrior with his teammates. And, um and, you know, he's just always wanted to inspire, you know, people. And, and I have, too. You know, it's just like you just want to let people know, hey, look, I understand. And, hey, man, don't give up. And, uh, boy, if this thing does work out, 
man, it's going to be awesome, you know, encouraging people. So um, we're just grateful for the opportunity um, to have conversations with people like yourself and so on to, to just encourage people, man, just go be your best, give it your all. If it works out, man, it's going to be awesome. If it doesn't, you're going to sleep well. So <laughs> it all comes through, buddy. It all comes through. Yeah. Great stories of perseverance, father and son. And, and Sean, we really thank you for your time and we wish the best of luck and Brock making his way back and getting healthy and looking forward to seeing him again with the 49ers. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you. God bless you guys. You too. Well, Joe, I really enjoyed our time with, with Sean Purdy. I mean, I mean, it, what's great about it, as I said, a story of perseverance on both father and son. And for fans, they probably looked in the NFL season last year and were like, wow, who's this Brock Purdy dude? The guy fell out of the sky. He came from nowhere. And then you hear what it takes to get there and everything that He's persevered to even get an opportunity, no less to get them in the NFC Championship game. So, boy, I just I just love hearing those stories. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's so obvious over the course of almost an hour, just um, just talking, just having a conversation. It's revealed easily why Sean was as, as successful as he was, and then his son definitely is a chip off the old block. Um, did it the right way. Um, great teammate is there for everybody else first. Um, his son is is a leader already at an early age with a world class football organization, um, and then you could just hear Sean the humility in Sean's voice, but also the strength in Sean's voice. I mean, he's, he provides great direction and leadership for his kids, uh, and that's pretty obvious. Um, he was he was like he was that kind of competitor. That's what I really remember most about him uh, back in the day, um, because he would not be denied, did not have the best stuff like you've talked about, but. Once he learned to relinquish control, he gained more control. I love that part about the conversation because I really, when it comes down to teaching this game, uh, baseball, football, any game, we all want it, uh, like he said, white knuckle it and control it. And it's exactly the opposite that's really gonna, go, going to benefit your success. Great stuff. I, I love the way he explained that. And it, it took him a long time. Something happens early. It took him a long time, but he kept at it. Joe, you have something to take us out here? Yeah. Um, this is almost uh, dovetails, um, which is uh, our boy um, Hemingway, and I was at another Twain. One more Twain, I'll stop doing it. But uh, Mr. Twain said, and uh, it's really, it, it just it pertains to everything that we've talked about. When in doubt, tell the truth, and we just we just spoke with a truth teller. I mean, Sean Purdy is absolutely straightforward. Um, there's no dissembling whatsoever. Uh, this is who I am. This is what I think. This is what I believe. And that's what you get when he describes his son, Brock, who I'm really looking forward to meeting. So, Mr. Twain, when in doubt, tell the truth. It's pretty easy. Can't go wrong with that. Great advice in any side of life. And right. uh, Joe, look forward to next time we meet and hearing about your efforts on the golf course. I promise to. Uh, maybe I'll take a picture or two, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's exciting. Um, got my new uh, pings to go with me. Just bought some new clothes yesterday to dress up a little bit. It's going to be cool. See you next time. All right, buddy. Thanks. You too. The Book of Joe podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you 
and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.